All right, day 349, 800-941-SHAWN, a number you want to be a part of the uh, program. So much news going on. I've had so much reaction. Linda, the call that we had at the end of the show yesterday, this woman that had called in and she had had an abortion when she was 14 years old. She's 60 years old now. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the stuff that Sweet Baby James has been reading about this? It's horrible. I mean, people are just so moved. I, they were so moved by it, and you know, I thought back about it, and I, and actually, I had people reaching out to me that want to want to help her. Yeah, I've seen and it. you know, especially from a religious perspective, it kind of became more of a religious conversation. You know, we go there sometimes, but not a lot of times, uh, which is you know, obviously the very important part of my life. But um, she's just been. It seemed like it just was a a spontaneous, cathartic moment for her. And it just came flooding out of her. And it was like for the first time ever, she was she she had to get this off her chest because she has been so guilt ridden about it her entire life. And, you know, one of the things I wish maybe I put a little more emphasis on and I thought a lot about it was she's 14. She's still a kid. If, I know you think you're 14. You're a teenager. You think you know everything. You don't know. Uh, you don't know. You don't know Adam Schiff about life. <laughs> you don't know too much just yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You don't know Adam Schiff about anything at 14. You, you think you do. There you go. Um, you know, I just, I just felt bad for her. And you know, this is the whole perception too. And we're going to get to the issues of the day. I know everybody's expecting that, but this is the thing. There's nobody that has led a perfect life. There's nobody that would want their worst moments on videotape. There's nobody that wants to confess the worst things they've ever done in their life. And for whatever reason, I guess the moment was right. We had just talked to this crisis pregnancy center uh, reverend who was reopening his place after, I guess, they had firebombed the place. And it just reminded her and, and brought all these memories out and all these feelings she's had all these years and I just thought that the one thing that was missing, and I think there's a, a big misconception out there about people that are Christian or say that they're Christian or, or want to be Christians, that somehow these people are perfect. They're not perfect. It's just the opposite. The whole idea is you're seeking redemption. You're see, seeking forgiveness. You're, you're, the word repentance means you want to change your heart. You want to be a better person. And you just happen to believe that that God created the world. It's, it's This kind of fits into our governing philosophy that rights come from God, natural rights. They don't come from government. We're endowed by a creator. We're not endowed by a government. Um, and you notice that a lot of authoritarianism is, is rooted in the power of the state and rights coming from the state. No, natural rights believes that life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that that, that comes directly from God. It's a right of, of birth, if you will. And that if you live in a country that is free, you have the best opportunity and the best chance to take those natural God-given talents you have and bring them to fruition. And and then you start contributing, hopefully, for the betterment of humanity. And, you know, on the one hand, it's like, People have, have misconstrued what that means. You know, when I hear people are Christians, it doesn't mean, oh, you're perfect. It, the people that I know are the ones that are like me, that are the sinners that need the, the, the changed heart, that need to be better, that want to be better, and strive to be better. Um, but it was just interesting, 
you know, the reaction we got to that call that just happened, you know, came up at pretty much out of nowhere. And I'll say, um, you know, I know that you said that you wanted to move on and we'll get to the news of the day. I got to say, you know, not putting all my bias aside, obviously, because I'm obsessed with news and I live and eat it and breathe it just like you every day. I think every once in a while, it's kind of nice to have a segment that spontaneously happens. And it's just like it's humanity, right? Like here she is. She's 60 years old. She's held this her whole life. Um, she feels guilty. She feels sad. She feels like she can't unburden herself from it. And she wants to save others from shouldering that same feeling. Cause it's like, it's kind of like when somebody says, you never know what you're going to feel like when you have kids until you have kids. Right. And people say, yeah. Oh, whatever. And then you have kids. You're like, Oh, I get it. I get it now. Sometimes oh, you I have was to a broadcaster and I was a broadcaster in Alabama and just, I was tweaking people and having fun. It was more of a, a bit that I was doing on, on air and parents would call in, and in the South, they they would hit a kid with what they called a switch. They'd have mm -hmm. a kid go out in the backyard, grab a stick, and, you know, if you did something wrong, you get a swat on the backside, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, that sort of thing. I, I never hit my kids. I found just taking their stuff worked better, and whatever works. It definitely works. Oh my! But my father ripped off his belt and kicked the crap out of me. And and by the way, I can look yeah. back in retrospect that I deserved every bit of it and probably a lot more. Um, at certain points in my young, in my young age, my youth, I was a bit incorrigible. Would be the word I'd use, or the nuns would use, or the priests would use in high school. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but I think that the whole. The whole beauty of Christianity is is that God so loved the world he sent his only begotten son. And if you believe in him, you know, that you will be forgiven and reconciled to God the Father. And that, that is the, the whole message that he is the source of your salvation, a belief in that system. Doesn't mean if, that you... Go ahead. If, if I may, you know, so even for those who are more secular in nature, right? So we have, a, we have a large constituency of listeners who may not be as religious as we are. And even putting that aside, she really just added a very humane aspect to the whole conversation. Obviously, she was driven by her belief in Christ and how she found even a little bit of salvation in that. But I think overall, what she's saying is, we're not giving people enough information. And even when we had Reverend Harden on, where we didn't agree on every issue, it was a conversation that nobody is having, which is the no. conversation about life. And why is it okay to only have one side of the conversation and not both? And why are people firebombing you know, I, information it, centers about life? I, it's That's it's, all it is. It's and maddening. Then people, and they're offering alternatives. They're saying, okay, we will pay for your health care. If you need help with housing, we're going to help you there too. If you need, uh, if, if you're not able at this point in your life to raise the child, we'll, we'll find a good home for your babies to, to live in. And it's just an option. It's a choice. People don't have to follow through. They're not forced to walk into that center, and they're not forced to do uh, what, what they might be asked to do or accept the help that is being offered. Um, and to your credit, Sean, you kind of let her talk. It was a very... I think when someone says, I've never said this before, and I'm going to say it right now on your show in front of, you know, millions of listeners, you're like, uh, okay, what are you going to say? And I think if, there was some part of it. I mean, who knows? I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. Katie and I were talking about it today. I know you were just saying you and Sweet Baby were talking about it. Everybody started reaching out. Can we talk to her? Can can she help me? Um, what can we do? Pastors wanting to mentor, wanting to help her work through her demons, whatever, you know. And I think 
that that's the type of humanity that we miss every day in general conversation. You know, you look at these kids beating up cops in the subway. They literally have no humanity in them. They, no one has taught it to them. They have not been given it. They are not giving it back. I mean, it it's just a foreign concept at this point. Where life is so cheap, well, it's, it's so valuable. One other thing too, though. But you know, the fact that somebody feels guilty. I don't think guilt is a bad thing. I think guilt is uh, an awareness in your mind that you're doing something wrong. And when that guilt becomes so burdensome, um, you want to change it. The only thing that I would have added, and it was a pastor friend of mine that, that pointed this out. And, and sweet baby James is the one that has always pointed out to me that the most powerful prayer is the Lord's prayer, because that's the one that Jesus gave to his disciples when they said, well, how do you pray? What do you, you know, what do you how, pray? You know, when he t- said the Lord's prayer, the words forgive us as we forgive. Now I'm not you. I know for sure you're like the world's worst forgiver, or you 100%. used to be. No, you're, I you, think I'm pretty bad at it. Yeah. All right. So I'm. That's not my greatest strength either. I'm not the world's best forgiver. And knowing that, but this, it's, there's a kind of magic to it when you think about it. it. Says forgive us as we forgive. In other words, when you forgive others for the things that they do to you, whatever it happens to be, you know, in a way you're you're kind of lifting the the burden on yourself and my hope for that woman the day after would be that that she would understand that that was the whole purpose i mean it's kind of an amazing thing that you know here's a guy that has been beaten and humiliated and spit at and and nailed to a cross uh and and in his last words pretty much are forgive them father they don't know what they do or having so- a guy on the other side of him, say, I belong here. I deserve this. Um, this this is justice. You, what's happening to you is not just. And Jesus, in all that pain, in that moment, turned to that guy, this day you'll be with me in paradise. And then, of course, my favorite biblical saying, as everybody knows, is let not your heart be troubled. And then Jesus goes on to explain, in my Father's house are many mansions, and I go there to prepare a place for you. But go ahead. So I think there's a funny, so Liam's birthday was yesterday and uh, he turned seven and he says oh to me, and I By said, way, to him, I said, enjoy yes. it. It's going to end soon. <laughs> so I said to him, I was like, this is the day that God made mommy so happy. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, cause God gave you life and we got to thank him. And he goes, mom, I'm already alive. And so this starts <laughs> a whole conversation and he goes, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He goes, how come God died for us? And I said, well, God so saved the world. God loved the world so much that, you know, he gave his only begotten son. And he was like, so God gave up Jesus because he loved us so much? And I said, yeah. And he looks at me, that's a lot of love. And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking, I wonder how many parents are having this conversation with their kids. You know, I mean, whatever your religion is, however you follow it. Not in a public school. You're not allowed to mention God. You can only talk about gender identity. You can only, I, no, I don't think you, any of those things should be at school. I think they should all be home with their, unless you're going to a religious well, this, school. This is, and by the way, I have a deep respect and profound respect for many, all other religions. I mean, America was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. That's, that is not an issue in dispute. And, but we're also a nation that believes in freedom of religion. And that means pretty much any religion. And we're tolerant of people that have varying religious views or, you know, I've, I've debated many atheists in my life as well. 
The only and thing I want being taught at school is the Pledge of Allegiance, math, science, English. The rest of it, gym, you know, kindness. The rest of it, leave it to me. You know, I'm math, science, English, computers, yeah. reading, writing. That's you know, it. Let's stick to the basics and the mom and dad deal with the, the value systems at home. I have one important anyway. note. Charlie Daniels texted me. He said that um, Charlie Daniels Sr. used to let him pick his switch before he got whooped. <laughs> that a lot of parents do. <laughs> my, my father didn't wait. He just ripped off the belt and boom, here it comes. It was funny. My mother would come in the room. Yoey, you're going to have a heart attack. Stop, stop. <laughs> you're going to have a heart attack. The just prison like when guard. It was, if it was snowing outside, you know, and I was procrastinating, I didn't feel like going out and shoveling the huge driveway. Or when you were sketching big. on the back of buses, maybe. All right, all right. My, uh-huh. my kids, uh-huh, that, that has gotten back to my kids. Thanks Thanks uh, to people welcome. like you. They're old enough um, now. Uh, no, my, my daughter's reaction was, you, Dad, you used to do that? I'm like, no, oh, no. that's not Me true. Never. I didn't do- that was just a joke. We were just kidding. Just, yeah, we're just, they're just, we're just talking. That. Just talking. All right. Uh, but I hope that woman can take her foot off her neck a little bit. Yeah. Because that message, that's, that to me is the essence of it. You don't deserve the forgiveness, but you get the forgiveness. 100%. A lot of love behind that. Your brother, Liam gets the, the gold star of the day. All right, 100%. listen, life, there are good surprises. There are bad surprises. A friend popping by, taking you to lunch. All right, I'll take that as a good surprise. You find 20 bucks at the bottom of your clothes dryer. I'll take that as a good surprise. Uh, you're out on the road with your family. Your car breaks down. Not exactly a good surprise, but uh, that's why you want Car Shield. I have it on my car, and they offer protection plans because you know how expensive it is for these repairs today. Nothing is less than 1000 bucks, like nothing. Anyway, so they'll cover more parts than ever before. doesn't matter if your car has 5,000 or 155,000 miles on it. And every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance. So if you're paying for that elsewhere, you don't need it anymore. They offer rental car options, trip reimbursement at no extra cost. And if you lock in your price today uh, and you get your coverage, it will never go up as long as you own that car. If you own it another 30 years, they won't charge you more for your protection plan. Anyway, CarShield... Helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier and safer when you're on the road. Go to carshield.com slash Hannity or call toll-free. It's 800-391-8888, 800-391-8888. When we come back, guess what? We have great news on inflation and the economy and Joe kissing the ass of China and sucking up and getting lectured by the communist Chinese straight ahead. <laughs> 